Okay, we get to start a new cycle, Baruch Hashem. I don't know, now we're like in the transition between uh, last year's cycle and uh, and uh, this coming year's cycle, but Baruch Hashem, we get to talk about the Parshas Bracious, fitting it in uh, tonight on Hoshana Rabbah, on Cholomoe, Tavshin Ayin Beis. The past couple of years, if you remember on Hoshana Rabbah night, we spoke about the nature of Hoshana Rabbah, that was two years ago. Last year we spoke about the nature of Shemini Aseris. So those are the two days. So now we get to speak about uh, Parshas Bracious, which we otherwise would not have time to talk about. Uh, so Baruch Hashem will use tonight um, to to talk about Bracious. Right? It's really uh, it's one of the Parshas that really should get for sure its own week, probably its own month, and many times as this year it gets a day. It gets a day in Eretz Yisrael. It doesn't even get a day in Chutz Right? There's no day to, to think about Bracious. It just uh, comes up on you after uh, after the two days uh, of Yantav and Chutz But uh, even uh, here in Eretz Yisrael, we uh, have have one day in between, just an Erev Shabbos. Uh, so it uh, behooves us to start talking about it already tonight. Okay, so let's talk about uh, some Inyanim in the chock-full Parsha of Bracious uh, to get us rolling for this year's cycle, Tavshin Ayin Beis. And hopefully at the end, we'll also have a thought related to Inyanim Dioma as we uh, start thinking about the our world post Yamim Noraim. Okay, let's start off with uh, a Rashi. Rashi, the beginning of the Parsha. Rashi says in Perek Aleph Pasuk Vav, Perek Aleph Pasuk Vav, if you look in the Rashi, the Pasuk tells us, Hashem says, there shall be heavens between the waters, in the waters, which we know, Chazal explained, and the Torah, based on what the the, the Pshutosh Mikra is, that there is water up above the Rakias, and there is water down below, separate waters. There was water up above, there was water below, and it was right. That's Parshas Bracious. That is for sure in Yana Dioma to speak about on Sukkot, in that we know one of the sources for Nisochamayim is the Medrash which describes how the water that was chosen to be below, the water that is on earth, cried to HaKadosh Baruch Hu during my Sabratius. Right here, on day two, the water cried and said, why should I lose out? Why does the upper waters get to be close to you and the lower waters have to be, you know, way down in the, in the terrestrial areas and the upper waters are so close? And the Kodesh Baruch Hu says, don't worry, I'll give you a time that you'll be close to me also. I'll put you in a special avoda. I'll, make, I'll give you Nisa Chamayim. Which on Sukkot, when we daven for, for uh, when we're judged on water, and at the end of Sukkot, when we daven for rain, uh, so that is this, uh, that's, that's Simcha's Beis HaShoeva. Right? And that's part of the Simcha that we have. Why this, it's such a party atmosphere. The Rambam in Hilchah Sukkot describes it. What's, what's the significance? The significance is this water, this Mayim, that we pour in the Nisach Mayim, so it had a yearning to be close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That was part of the Simcha of Simcha's Beis HaShoeva. But either way, that's not what we're going to talk about. That was just uh, as an aside. So Rashi quotes Yehi Rakia. Rashi quotes uh, Yischazek Harakia. Right in the, in the beginning of source number one, it's also quoted. The Rashi, Purush Rashi's Abba Pazagi Rakia Yischazek Harakia. The Rakia should be strengthened. Sha'afalpi she Shamayim biyomrisho nivru. Even though the Shamayim was already created on day one, on day one there was already Shamayim. Right, because it says Bereshis Barolkim Esa Shamayim Yesaretz. So it's ready on day one. There was Shemayim. Adain lachem hayu. It was still moist. It was still wet. Imagine a painting. A painting that uh, that hasn't dried yet. The karshu b'sheni migaras hakadosh baruch hu. And on the second day, it congealed and solidified from the liter- literally from the roar of God. Ba'amro yehi rakia. Hashem says yehi rakia. Boom. And that's it. 
Now it's now it's sealed. Now it's uh, solidified. So Rashi says there was two stages. There was the first; it was created, but it wasn't ready yet. It took a day. Right, it was wet, and then it took a day to solidify. You find this also in Rashi a couple of seconds later. Rashi in Pasuk Yudalid, v'chein b'Pasuk Yima Oros. Rashi says when it says on the date on day four on Wednesday, Yehi Rakia, um, Yehi. Let me find the lashon. Yehi Ma Oros Berkia Shemayim Lavdil Ben Yama Venalayla. Rashi again there says Miyamarisha Nivru. It was really created on day one. The sun and the moon. We all say that they were all created on day four to make it simple. But really, Rashi says they were all created on day one too. On Wednesday, on Yom Revi, they were commanded to hang in the heavens. Really, everything was created on day one. And every day, though, it was set in place for where it was supposed to be. Answer of Yosef Nechemi Kornitzer, starting us, starting us off. What is the message of this, of this type of creation? Obviously, all of my sabracious, the first two prakim and saver bracious, are more of the difficult prakim to understand in the entire Torah. And to really delve into it, the Mishnayasim Chagiga describe how we're supposed to learn it, not even in public, to learn the, the metaphysics. But uh, we could try to get the messages, uh, at least on the level that, that we are on. And Ezra B'Yazim Nechemi, what's the message? HaKadosh Baruch couldn't create items that were finished at once. He had to do it in stages. Oh, first it was like a painting. It was wet, and then the next day it got finished. Oh, he created it on day one, but he hung it on day on Wednesday. So just create it on Wednesday, or finish it on day one. Right, what's the message of, of starting something and then not, not finishing it until the later date? Sarach Biyor, line ten. Lama asa Hashem kacha. Why does Hashem do this? V'chinimna mehakol yachol livro hakol b'pamachas. B'sevionam b'kom asam. Is it impossible for a shagat to create everything right immediately in one step? It's not a, it's not, we're not talking about people here. So what was the Kaddish Baruch Hu doing? El line 13 says of Yosef Nechemia, a message for us all in all areas of our life. And it also even connects, as many Mepharshim try to connect, the end of the Torah to the beginning of the Torah. What exactly is the message? El HaKadosh Baruch Hu Tzafan Bazeb Musar Haskel Adam. He hid in this in this Chazal, in these Chazals, almost are asking for people. Every project that we're ever involved in, these Rashis have to be in our minds. Right, we have to think about what it says in Eov. Things start off small, but later on they become large. What does that mean? Greatness doesn't come overnight. Rome was not built in a day. If we want to achieve anything, it doesn't always come easy, it doesn't always come fast, and it doesn't always come in one step. HaKadosh Baruch obviously could have done everything that he wanted to do in my Sabracious. But much of what he did was to model behavior for people. Just like we discussed in the past. What did the Midrashim mean? That God created worlds and then destroyed them and then created worlds again and destroyed them. What does that mean? What, he got something wrong? Chas v'shalom. But it means to teach us, we've quoted from Rav in the past, that if sometimes people, we don't succeed in a certain area, rebuild! Do it again! Try harder! It'll work the next time! Not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu needed to do that, but for our purposes, He did it to teach us. So, so to hear, why did He create it in stages? To teach us that sometimes it's a long process. And even if something, as it is created at that moment, it's wet, it's not finished yet, don't worry about it. 
It'll come in time, as long as we keep working about, on it. When a person is created, what do they look like? When a person is born, they're a baby, they've accomplished nothing. We're weak, we can't, we can't survive, we're totally dependent. And over time, we become independent. Over time, we become men. Perfection is always little by little by little. Only after looking back, after a major time, after a long time, do we say then, more chairs, uh, do we say then that, oh, we can complete. But that's the message. Things take time. We all want to learn Shas. We all do. We want to learn it tonight. And then finished. We want to be finished. And then, you know, we don't have to do it again. No. That's not how a person can learn. We have to. But it takes years. Rav Nevezal's done, done Shas about 70 times. I mean, it takes... But it takes years. But we have to take it day by day. No, every day is a little bit in the right direction. Every step of the way. Why did it take God so stages to come? To teach us that things go in stages also. Whether it comes to a project that we're doing at work, whether it comes to parenting, whether it comes to learning, everything is la'at la'at. Just like a Kodesh Baruch who didn't finish the job on day one. Right, he created the sun and the moon and the stars. But it wasn't finished till Wednesday. It wasn't finished for, for eternities. Then Rav Yosef Nechemia says, amazingly, maybe that's another interpretation of Ezehu Chacham Haroe Es Hanolat. Who is a wise person? Someone who sees a Nola, who sees a little baby and realizes it's not, the, it's not the finished product, who realizes that this baby could become such a great person in the future. That's a chacham, somebody who has that attitude of, of um, always seeing ahead. It's nothing, he doesn't look like anything. What is he going to accomplish? What's this baby going to do? This is exactly what we need to focus on to think about as we read these chazals that thing that that Bracious took time took stages it was to teach us that everything in our lives as well takes stages it's la'at la'at it comes and over time we will we will be able to achieve and then he says in the second column maybe that's exactly another connection between the end of the Torah and the beginning of the Torah as we know many try to figure out uh, delve into the connection between Le'enei Kal Yisrael and Bereshis Bara Elokim in front of uh, uh, all the Jews' eyes. This message, Le'enei Kal Yisrael, what has to be in front of all of our eyes? Bereshis Bara Elokim and the Shemayim Hazars. Remember my Bereshis. Remember how it took place and in that way we'll be able to succeed. Line 8, the next column. V'zeo Sha'amar Le'enei Kal Yisrael Bereshis Bara Elokim. She is at Tamin Neged Enei Kal Yisrael. This is the message that has to be in front of us. Umizeh Yichu Oz V'chol Pu'ulo Seyem La'avod Lis Yageya B'Metinus To work hard. Uva Orech Ruach V'chol Ma'asar Sheryasun. Right? Every day. It's not overnight. Many who are learning Dafyomi know this is, the, this is the final year of a cycle. Next summer, August 1st. The uh, is the CM Ashas, next next summer. So people might have started seven years ago, like seven years ago. Even I don't miss a day. It takes seven and a half years. But that's Barashas Baralokim, right? Day by day, little by little, we accomplish. 
And that's also finally in the next pa- last paragraph. He says that's the mission in Perki Avos. Basar Ma'amaros Never Ha'olam. Kadosh created the world with ten Ma'amaros, ten expressions of his of his uh, of his voice. We can't even speak that way about God. But again, to teach us that it's stages, and that's exactly how we have to look at everything that we do in life. Okay, that gets us gets us moving. Okay, let's go now to the very famous Rashi, based on a Gemara and Mesachas Chulin. Parakal of Pasuk Tezayin. We're back to Wednesday. Back to Yom Revi'i. Torah tells us, Kaddish Baruch created the two Ma'oros HaGedolim. Vayas HaLokim, Eshnei Ma'oros HaGedolim, Es HaMa'or HaGedolim, Emshalas HaYom, The Great Ma'or, to, uh, to rule uh, at, at, by day. That's HaMa'or HaKatan, Emshalas HaLayla. Please bring more chairs. There's more chairs in the, in the kitchen. Feel free. The Eitz HaKochavim, and the... And the stars, Kodesh Baruch Hu created the, uh, the great Ma'oros and the Mara Gadol and the Mara Kata. So, Chazal already picked up on the fact that the beginning and the end of the Pasuk does not fit, doesn't parallel. On the one hand, we have the two Ma'oros HaGadolim, and then we have the Mara Gadol and the Mara Katan. So, something happened. There's something missing in the, in the, uh, in the reading of the Pesukim. So, Rashi, of course, quotes the Gemara and Mesech Chulin, Pasuk Tezayin, Shavim Nivru, they were created equal. They were created to Maoros. Vinismaata Halavana. And the moon became smaller. Al Shekitriga. Because the moon complained. Va Amra. I Efsha Lushne Malachim Sheyishtamshu Bekesarachud. It's impossible for two kings to rule with one crown. Right? It's impossible. You can't say it. How can there be two kings? There can't be two rulers. So Gamari says elsewhere, Dabar Echadar, Vloshne Dabar and Ladar. Right? There only could be one leader. So the question that is asked, this Gemara is quoted, you look at source number two, the Shem Atov quotes this, uh, this, uh, this Gemara that Rashi quotes, Shavav Nivru. The question is, it's a good taina that the moon had. The good taina. Right? The moon said there could only be one leader. And then what did Kodesh Baruch answer? He didn't give him an answer. Kodesh Baruch didn't say a word. Va'ma'ayin b'Gemara, line two. I mean, source number two now, line two. Yirah, if you look in the Gemara, Yirah will see, Da'amar Levan, HaGadosh Baruch Hu, V'chi b'shul shamati davar hagun, emat atzmi. I said, I had a good taina. And now you're you're making me smaller? It's not fair. HaGadosh Baruch Hu didn't give the, didn't, what though? We say, oh, because the moon was, was a balgaiva. But the moon had a good taina. Make one person. How could you create two leaders? And what does the Gemara say? Upis HaGadosh Baruch Hu, HaGadosh Baruch Hu said, you're right, I'll give you the stars. There's even a Gemara Mesach HaShvuis that says every Rosh Chodesh we bring a Seer Chatos. Why? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu made the moon smaller. We're bringing a Chatos for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Whatever that means. That's what Gemara Shvuis says towards the beginning. So Vitzorach Lavin asks Rabbi Weinberger in the Shem HaTov Vitzorach Lavin the Be'emes Mahaya Kavanas Abriya Milachad Chila Sheishnei Moros HaGadolim What was HaKadosh Baruch Hu thinking? Kaviyachol What was the original thought there's going to be two Maoros followed Sodeka Lavana the moon gets a bad rap. Right? Everybody learns in first grade and second grade that oh, the moon was a bad, bad moon right? because the moon complained and, you know, Balgaiva got smaller, Hashem fell bad. What a Kodesh answer. Only going to be one leader. The Hanir Bazeh. Says the Shem in line 7. Durak la'akar shenismata halavana Nemer halashon shel memshelas hayom u'memshelas halayla. If you medayik in the pasuk, first it says that Hashem Baruch Hu made two maoros, two maoros gedolim, even. Second half of the pasuk is 
a big one, Lememshelas Hayom, and a small one, Lememshelas Halayla. Memshala. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the Maoros, there was not going to be any Moshel. There was not going to be any leader. If you're dealing with leaders, there can only be one. If you're dealing with servants, there could be two. That's what the difference. Because created everything. Every nivra is created to serve God. King, prime minister, right? We're dealing president. Could only be one. One person. Two kings can't wear one crown. Aval im kol havana. He avdus upaula lios lazar lebrios lahoylehem. If if the moon would have had the mentality of I am a servant, I will do what God, <coughs> what God asked me to do, as the sun had, because the sun didn't complain. So then everything would have been fine. They could equally serve if they're all servants. V'rak mishab mabit alzeh rak inyan shel memsholav itzkifus. Only when we look at it in terms of in terms of malucha, of authority, So the moon complained because the moon was looking at it as a malucha, as ruling. I'm in charge. Only be, can only be one person in charge. If the moon would have looked at it as, and that was the original Kavanah Sabriya. It was going to be two equal. You were going to serve during the day, you're going to serve at night, equal. But the moon had the incorrect hashkafa. Baruch said, you look at it as a memshala, okay, so I'm going to make you smaller. That was the answer HaKadosh Baruch had. That no, you're wrong, Moon. That was the answer. You were wrong. It could have been equal. But because of that uh, hashkafa, so we, um, he, he was, HaKadosh Baruch was memite. Vihine, continuing though now, he says, now with this understanding, we have a deeper Havana of another Gemara. Vini Hashem klum, the moon, the sun did not answer. Below it's Tainer Klau, but Tainer Salavana. We don't, you don't hear about the sun. Again, just parenthetically. This is one of those midrashim that children always ask, not only children, adults always ask, do we have to take them literally? Were the sun and the moon talking? Did they have Koacha Hadibur? We know this discussion in the Rishonim whether there is a type of Seichel that the sun and the moon and the stars have. The Ramam holds they have. The Ramam holds they have a certain type of of a seichel, the Ramah writes in Hilchus Yisodia Torah, but just like animals can't understand people's intellect, animals can't understand intellect, because it's just not, it's not, it's, they're not, they're not able to, because they're not they create them able to understand people's intellect. So too, we can't understand how the sun and the moon and the stars have intellect. They're just the Bria above us. So we can't say, oh, they don't, because we don't understand it. It's like an animal saying about a person, oh, there's nothing more than, than instincts like I have, because... I can't understand it. So that is a separate issue. But what about way back then, during my Sabratius? Could they talk? Either way, whether we take it literally or probably not take it literally, either way, we can learn messages from these types of midrashim. The midrashim were written by the Tanoim. They were the drushas that the Tanoim gave in uh, gave in their shuls. So I see they were written by uh, by um, tremendous Bali Ruach Hakodesh in the Tanoim. So therefore, we can still learn messages. So the Gemara, the the Shemunatov says, the son didn't answer. Because the king didn't take let things slide. The king, the king, the son didn't look at himself as a king, just as a servant. With this, we understand the Gemara and Masechas Gittin and Yuma. Those who are insulted 
and do not insult. Shomin people who hear their cherpa, hear um, items or descriptions of themselves, and they don't answer in kind. They're compared to the sun. They're compared to the sun. What's the chiddush? If tell me they like the sun, it's wonderful. Not to insult and just to be insulted. Right? I need a mushal. Need a mushal to help me understand that a nelav and an eno olev is is a tremendous mila. Ela kanal dalun is baisha hashemet b'mashetor alavana. We come malkom shaska. No, the first nelav in history was the sun. The first one who understood that it's all from a kaddish baruch and nobody's a, mo, a melech here or a moshel. We're all servants. The sun was the first one in history who had that um, understanding. That's why a nail of an olive is compared to the first nail of an olive, and that is to the to the sun. Okay. Moving right along to a later stage in Maisa Bracious. Later stage of Maisa Bracious, we get back to a Beis HaLevi. Beis HaLevi, as we know, only, at least the part that we have, Beis HaLevi Alator is only on Sefer Bracious and Sefer Shmos. So that's uh, that's why whenever we get back after Dvarim, we got to rush to the Beis HaLevi. So Baruch Hashem, we have a Beis HaLevi right here in source number three. Beis HaLevi talks about Shabbos. Shabbos, Vayichalo, Kim, Vayom Hashri, Malach, Tuvashur, Asa, a Pasuk that we say numerous times on Friday night, every Friday night. But what does it mean? Rashi. Rashi quotes the Medrash. What was the world missing? Hashem finished on the seventh day. What do you mean? What does that mean? He finished on the seventh day. Finished means he did something that day. Because he had to finish. If it was finished on the sixth day, it wouldn't say that he finished on the seventh day. So what is the what does it mean? What did he finish? Everything was done already. He didn't he just rest in quotes. So what we say that three times on Friday night? What does that mean that he finished? So the Rashi quotes. What was the world chaser when Shabbos started? Menucha. So Shabbos brought menucha. What does menucha mean? What does it mean? God doesn't have to rest. God doesn't get tired. Even in the, uh, right, what is that meant? To, we can say, oh, maybe you get tired, like, like to teach us that we should also like take a rest sometimes. No, we don't need that to, uh, we do that without any any models from my sabracious. We don't need a Kodesh Baruch to teach us that. What exactly is Menucha, and what exactly is the next Pasuk? Vayishbos by Yom HaShavii. Shvisa. What exactly does Shvisa mean in the context of a Kodesh Baruch being Shoves? Line 7. Says the Beis HaLevi, something we have to understand about Shabbos. What the message of Shabbos is, and generally the message of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's relationship with his world every second of, of existence. <speaking in Hebrew> to understand this, let me explain. <speaking in Hebrew> every day of creation, God created something new. Yeshmiyayin. I don't know, maybe not Yeshmiyayin. Of course, the Ramban, day one was Yeshmiyayin, everything else after that was Yeshmiyayin. But either way, it was new, something new was created. Every day of creation. That's Bria and Yitzira. Might be a difference between those two. But that's what we think of as create, creative activity. Creating something new. 
That's what God did the first days of first six days. That's what it means that God sheishes yom tasem malacha on the second, six days. God did malacha. That means He created something new. What happened on Shabbos? He stopped. He didn't do anything. On Shabbos, he did not create anything new. Rak'az. What started on Shabbos? A new type of creation. Willing existence to continue to exist. That's what Shvisa means. Vayishpos bayom shvi We can't translate as sis. Right? He, right? He stopped. He uh, didn't do anything more constructive. No, he did. It's just in a different way. Day seven starts, God willing it every second to continue. That's what came on for Shabbos. He finished the, the final stage of creation, was to take everything that has now been newly created and continue to recreate it every second of existence. That's what Shvisa means. Kivo Shabbos. Hainu. Shvisa is, we can't translate Shvisa like we usually do. He rested. He rested from constructive activity. Constructive in the way that we look at it, constructive. Something new. But he continued and he put into the Bria, he puts into the Bria every second a continuous existence. As we like to quote, Mother Nature has a father. Right? The father wills it to exist every second of existence. Line 17, It's still a creation. The Yadue, it is known. Just because something exists in one moment in time, it does not mean that, oh, okay, so it has to exist the next moment in time. Right? Life is fickle enough and, and so unsteady in our world that we know things don't continue to exist. Nothing's eternal, except the Torah. Nothing's eternal. Like we say every morning. Because if God decides to get rid of the sun and to stop the world, that's it. It's finished. What do we say? One of the most um, biting and, and uh, memorable lines from the entire Yom Kippur davening is during uh, during the Asar Harugim Malchus. We say after the uh, after the Avoda, when we talk about the Asar Harugim Malchus, and when when they, the Malachim are crying, how could this be? Zu describing some of the Tanoim that were going to get uh, massacred. So what what is the what does the Piyut say? Kodesh Baruch says if I if I if I hear another word, I'm going to send the world back to Tovavohu. We're not going to discuss that peer now, but Kodesh Baruch could do that any second. Send it back though, because every second he's willing it to continue. That's Shvisa. That means new. He might have stopped from creating new creations, but continuing and willing the world to continue to exist that's what he, that's, that was new on, that was new on Shabbos. Vayachal alokim bayom ha-shvi. Vayachal does not mean finished. And if we want to say finished, it means he transitioned to a different type of, of Bria. 
That's what Vayachal is teaching me. And he says this is even um, helpful in understanding. He has three pages. I gave you just two more paragraphs. This idea of HaKadosh Baruch Hu switching Kaviyachal into this type of Bria helps us understand a couple of Midrashim. This is classic Beis HaLevi in many of his thoughts on the Torah. He comes up with a, with a Chiddush and then he says, and with this could it be explained the following 14 Midrashim. It's a Bucky Niflin Midrashim. You Midrashim back and forth. All the post Gemara. The Salevi is known for his Chuvas, he's known for the Lundis and the father of Reb Chaim. But it's also he's an unbelievable Darshan. He has the Drushas in the back of the uh, in the back of the Chuvas. So it's printed separately. Now it's in the back of the Beis Alevi Torah. So here he quotes in the bottom line forty six. It's also known. Whenever we describe God, how do we describe him? We can't. We can't describe God. We could cr- say, we, we could describe what God is not. He doesn't have a goof. He doesn't have, uh, he doesn't think like we do. We can say what he's not. We can't describe what he is. The other thing we can do on a positive level is describe his mysim. Describe what he does. We could say he creates. We could say he gives. We could say he has Rachmanis. We could describe midos and actions of his, but we can't describe if he's not doing anything. The ba'atzmo less machshava tfisabo machshava can't can't describe him. The cholat tehilos v'hashvachim any praise that we see of God kel gadol gibar nora. What is all that about? Rak lefi his chabro lahaolam. That's only his connection to the world. Upaulosav, like the Rambam says. So ask the Beis Halevi. So how can we describe that God did anything on Shabbos? If all vayishpos vayachal means is that he stopped and did nothing, that we should be able to say nothing about what God did on Shabbos, because after all, God did nothing if it just means he stopped what he had previously been involved in. Then you can't say, God did anything. No, we can't say he did anything. So what are we doing? Says the Beis Halevi, that's exactly the point. He did do something on Shabbos. Shabbos was also creative activities, but it was just a transition into different types of creative activities. There was creative, totally new creations, and creative into willing the world to continue. Vahainu, line 8. Pu'ula zu masha borei l'ha'olam al-ofen ha-kodem. Ulaval yawa al-halev chalila. Da'cha shnivra ha'olam shuv ha'olam omeid umistayg me'as movetivo. Now it's on autopilot. Right? Divine autopilot. No such thing. Right? There's no autopilot. Divine pilot. Leave out the auto. Right? That's what the, how the world works nowadays. Vizela, that's what the... That's what the um, how we are able to describe HaKadosh Baruch Hu acting on Shabbos. One other medrash, and then we will continue. One other medrash, he says. Look at the next paragraph. If anybody wants to give this Dvar Torah, you could first give the medrash, and then ask what the Pshat of the medrash is, or ask the questions, and then give the answer, and then come back to the medrash. I'm just doing it as the Beis HaLevi has it uh, laid out. Mahu, says line 24. And this is one of those you can give any Shabbos of the year, because it's about Shabbos. So 52, 52 right here is a back pocket of our Torah. Ask the Medrash, what does it mean God finished on day 7? Is there something done on day 7? It's like you have a hammer banging on a nail, you have a, you have a, you have a, um, a large tool banging on the anvil. God lifted it up before on Friday, and on Shabbos he brought it down. That's the Medrash. 
Ulochora eina muvan kavanas hashetshuva al shilato mamituritz. What's the med? What's the what's the message of the medrash? Friday Friday is compared to lifting up a hammer, and Shabbos is compared to putting down a hammer. What's the what's the message of the what's the message of the mashal? Says the Beis Halevi. The Hagbaz Hakornis, line 31, who Paul Mechudash Vagalu Lechal Haroep Hulaso. Lifting up a hammer is going against gravity. Lifting up a hammer, it's clear if I'm watching, I see that there is somebody doing something. I see there is something going against the grain. I see there's a new activity being done right he, right, right now. The hammer's going up. Ve'asiyaso Shalauman. Dariyu negativo Shalakornis. That's Friday. That's Shayshas Yimei Bracious. It's visible. It's clear. It's it's it's. You can look at it and say, "Oh, there's a there's a bria going on happening now." What happens on Shabbos? The hammer goes down. What's the hammer going down? I can look and think. If I don't see the hand holding the hammer, I can think that the hammer's just falling. I can think the hammer is just teva. It's just what was set up originally. God created gravity, and now nothing new is happening. It's just part of the system that was set up previously. That's the, that's exactly the mushal. It's not. When somebody bangs a hammer down, he's also doing it. We just don't notice it as much. That's a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Kodesh Baruch Hu's Bria during my Sabratius. During, uh, during Shabbos. Aval Horadah Zakornis. Harigame Atzmo Ayayoreid. It would go down by itself. Rakshi Yisalek HaMagbiyo Kocho Shalah Agbami Manu. It's just removal. Removal of the original lifting. Venimsa, so what comes out? Dibishas Horadah Zakornis. Eno Murgash. Leina Roa. Pu'ulaso Shalauman Baharadah Zu. It's not clear. And that's exactly the mashal of the first six days, lifting up the hammer, and day seven, Shabbos, putting the hammer down. Two types of bria, that's what Shabbos is about. It's about a Kaddish Baruch Hu creating in a different kind of way. Okay. Vaiter and Bracious. We spend a, a long time on Parsha Bracious, but Baruch Hashem, we have to spend a long time on every Parsha that we deal with. Parag Beis. Parag Beis, Pasach Gimel. Pasuk tells us when Hakadosh Baruch Hu created Chava, or originally she was Isha, and then she became Chava later on. In Medayik, we discussed the Meshachachma a couple of years ago about the difference between Isha and Chava. Vayiven Pasuk says in Pasuk Chav Beis, Vayiven Hashem Elokim Es Hatzela Asher Lokach When Adam LeIsha, God took the rib from Adam, created Chava, Vayiviel Adam, and He brought her to Adam, the first Shidduch, Vayomer HaAdam. The man said, Ha'adam here. Not Vayomer Adam. Vayomer Ha'adam. Zos hapam. This time. Etzem me'atzamai u'basar mi'bsari. It's a bone from my bones, flesh from my flesh. Lezos yikare isha ki me'ish l'kocha zos. I'm going to call this being isha. Because she came from me and I'm an ish. Rashi quotes here, Mikansha nivra ha'olam b'lashna kodesh. So you know here that the world is created with b'lashna uh, kodesh because you have ish and isha. What's the emphasis of Zosapam? This time. This time. So the Pashtus is, you might have said, Zosapam is just that. God brought me all of the animals and I tried to find a mate. I couldn't find one. This time, oh, this is going to work. This is going to work. Chava, we're going to get along until she gives me some fruit. But uh, up until that time, he didn't have any uh, any uh, suspicions. And this is going to work out. So that's the Pashtus. So you might say Zosapam. But in the Hegyona Shel Torah, source 4, he has another idea. Zos ha-pa'am. And he starts off with another question. He quotes on the top, Yisrael Hashem Elokim Esa Adam, Afram in Hadama, 
he created man. He caused God to have a slumber. God caused man to have a slumber and he took the rib. Line 6. Why did Hashem have to have a separate stage of creation for man? Just like he took a rib out from Adam to create Chava, what was, why couldn't he just take a rib out of a, a lion, out of an animal, and use that? The Chava is a totally different Bria than Adam, right? A rib becoming a person is, is something miraculous. So take a rib from, uh, from an animal. Besulam Hamaruba Shel Domeim Tzomeya Chayamadaber as the Kuzari made famous, when we have the four levels of creation, the inanimate objects, the domain, the chai, the growers, the plants and the trees, the chai, which is the animal kingdom, and medaber, people, when you have those four, karov ha'adam yosel l'chai mi'asher li'eser ha'adarkos. As we know, man is closer to the animals. V'imkein l'amalo litzor osom midaber karov yoser. Just go one step up. After all, where the animals come from? Animals came from the ground. All the animals that were created, why can't you say they were created from the from the rib of the previous one? No. All animals came from the ground. The entire animal kingdom on the same day, right, there were certain animals created on different days, but the animals were created in one split second. You can't say, oh, take a rib from one for the other one. No, but we know on Yom Shishi, on day six, though, the animals were created before Adam and Chava. Adam and Chava were the last stage of creation. All the animals came at once. Imagine all the animals, the Gemara and describes it. The, all the animals, all of a sudden, you're looking at a, a piece of ground, and the animals, boom, they sprout up. Just like trees. Well, we're so used to trees. Right, we think a, a tree comes out of the ground. That's normal. Right, that's Teva. We've mentioned in the past with Dessler. Why is that so teva? You put a seed in the ground and all of a sudden a tree comes up? Why is it any different than looking into your backyard, says Rav Dessler, and all of a sudden you see a finger shoot out of the ground, and then a hand come out of the ground, and then you see a no! Mason, Mamish, we witness it. We would faint. Why is it any different than a tree coming out of the ground? It's just what we're used to. So all the animals came out of the ground in my separations all at once. So you can't ask why one animal didn't come from the other animal. But asks the Hagyonah Torah, why can't we ask why HaKadosh Baruch Hu couldn't save, save some Bria time and create man from a rib from a previous creation? It says the Hagyonah Torah, and many of you could probably guess the answer. Line 29, Ef Shalomar, Shebebrias Adam Mitzel Shabal Chaim Kol Shehu Haiset Tzvuya Sakana Shal Kfira. Shem did not want to have any connection between the animal kingdom and humankind. He didn't want to leave open any later theories for philosophers to come up with in describing how creation took place. There was development in creation. There was an evolution in creation. Says a Yonah Shal Torah, Kol Shaychus Shal Adam Liyitzur Machem B'Shas Abriya Haisal Machzekes Esadeya Kafanis Azos. If there was any type of connection, God took a rib from a, from an animal and created a man with it. That will already lend itself to certain theories which are antithetical to to the Torah. 
Ha'adam nivra me'adama ha'rechoka mimenu besulam hamruba kachola efshar. Man came from dirt. Man's on top of the pyramid. Dirt is the dome, it's on the bottom of the pyramid. Why? Kadosh Baruch Hu wanted that. Kedela hodia shebriyaso haisa alpi nemar mamar Hashem v'lopi espatcha shel derech ateva. There wasn't an evolution from certain animals going into and developing into people. That's the pasik. Vayomer apam zosalam. This time, this time God took a rib. God didn't take any ribs from previous creations by me. This time it happened, but it didn't happen previously. That's the emphasis. Ella Adam Kara Mitoch Simcha line thirty nine. Sharak Zosapam Etzami Etzami Basami Bsari. For Lobabam Rishona Shabriya Sohu. By his Bria, there were no ribs taken. Who never lome lo etzame etzem elemino adama who samach badavazen he was happy about this. Kiata lo yuchlu abrios litaos uliachasola olamba aleachaim for the Rosa Balachaim Mifutach. He is just man is just a developed animal. No, Kodesh didn't want that. And Adam was very happy, very happy about that distinction that he had. His identity is is separate. The Gemara in Erevin says that the opposite could occur. People could turn into animals. If people uh, so misuse their Tzalem Elohim, right? we have had nations in the world. The Germans were not people. Right? They were animals. Right? People could lose their Tzalem Elohim. They might look like people, but they become animals. But the opposite does not occur and did not occur. People, Adam, uh, Adam was a Yitzir Kapashal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that is why the emphasis of Zos HaPa. Okay, two more thoughts related to the Parsha. Moving right along. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. In the past we've spoken about the, the uh, Eitzhada story, not this year. But uh, let's go to the Kain and Hevel. Kain and Hevel, Perik Dalid, Pasik. Machlokas, whether this story happened in Gan Eden, outside of Gan Eden, Machlokas, we've shown him. The Pazit tells us, after Kayan kills his brother, Hevel, Kodesh Baruch Hu, comes to Kayan, V'yam HaShem al-Kayan, Pazit Vav, L'amachal v'chav, V'namal naflu fanecha. What are you so upset about, Kayan? Halo, im teitiv se'es, v'im lo seitiv, la'pesach hatas rovets. So, most of the time, we could translate Psukim on the on the superficial level. This is a hard puzzle to translate. Because what is the Pashup shot? Halom teitiv se'es. If you do good, if you do well, se'es. So Rashi says, Kitargumo, pirusho. Look in the Unkelis. Okay, so we'll look in the Unkelis. That's what Rashi told us to do. Halom totiv ovadach yishteveglach. If you better your actions, yishteveglach. He will leave you alone. If you don't better your actions, At the doorway, sin crouches. What does that mean? The sin crouches at the door. Look in source number 5, I gave you the Dubna Magid, who was in Vilna at the time of the Vilna Gon, quotes the Gra. Many stories about the Dumna Magan and the Grah. The Grah, when he was older, later in life, when he was sick, and the doctors were telling him, or his Talmud were telling him, Rabbi, maybe you should get it. We should get a doctor. He said, No, just just get me the Dumna Magid. Got the Dumna Magid. He says, He says, Give me some Musser. He says, Give me some Musser, Rabbi, you're the Grah. He says, No, 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 no. I, that's what that's what I need right now. And if the end's coming, I need Musser more than doctors. That's what the uh, the story goes. The questions, different uh, versions about what the Dumna Magid told the Grah, but that's uh, not for now. Anyway, so so what's number five? 
So the whole Yaakov, that's the, um, that's the villain, that's the, uh, Dumna Magadi quotes the Gron, this Pasik. Biur Shamati Vishim Adunayin Rashkabahag. Hagona Chazra Manolak Murder Veliomi Vilna, that's how. What does this mean, La Peza Chatos Rovates? Ki ain li Yetzahara Shlita al Haadam, La Hatosumi Derachatov, the Yetzahara does not have any control over us if the door is totally closed. If the door is closed and there's no Pesach, then there's no way to get in. There's no way to get in, then nothing's coming in. If it's slightly ajar, if it's a little bit open, that's it. The key in all of our challenges in life is not to open the door. Got to keep it totally closed, not to even put ourselves in a situation which might already be considered a Pesach. If you open the door a little bit, a little bit, who knows how many, doesn't matter if it's open a ladder or a little, all the bugs could come in, even though it's only a little, little Pesach. Continues. That's La Pesach Chatas Rovets. Clay Yucker, in a different context, gives the mushal. He says, imagine it's like a, a piece of uh, skin. Somebody has a scab or dried blood. Right? That might attract, might attract bugs and mosquitoes or, or gnats. Won't go to healthy skin. If you have a, if you have a scab, bugs are always drawn to that. Says the grad, that's that's the that's what we have to uh, just uh, a short grad. That's what we have to realize. That Pesach has um by the Pesach. When there is a Pesach, we have to make sure not to give it a Pesach at the end. Kloma line twenty-eight. Giving pshat to psukim. That was quoted earlier from from Tehillim. So we have to make sure not to give any any opening, and that's what Hakadosh Baruch Hu told Kain. La Pesach Chatas Rovets, but there won't be any Chatas if there is no Pesach. Okay, one more thought related to the Pasha before we get to Inyana Diyom, which is an interesting Machlokas. Wanted to bring to uh, bring to attention. Source number six: Machlokas between the Rambam and the Ramban about it's a historical Machlokas. I guess uh, there's no Nafkamina, I don't think, but uh, you can always have an Nafkamina. Some of the Achronim always say. Oh, there's always an afkamina too. If somebody makes a neder, that the Ramban is right. Okay, the Rambam is right. That's always an afkamina, but it's not really an afkamina. You can make an af- you can make that as an afkamina for everything. But really, there's a, it's a circle machlokas. So we know the end of the parsha deals with all of the generations from Adam to Noah. Then we have later on in the Torah from from Noah to uh, to uh, Avra, uh, Abraham, but from Adam to Noah. And as we know, these people lived a long time, long time. Right, Adam lived 930 years. Shase lived 920, 912 years. Go, look, keep looking. 910. Only, only Chanoch lived 365. But besides, everybody lived the 900s and the 800s, and and then we look in the later on in the end of the end of uh, Noah when we also have the ages. Ages also very long. How long did they live? Right? They didn't live as long, but they also lived a long time. Our Pachshad lived altogether. Shalosh Shanim Ba'arbam Yoshana, 403 years. And then next, Shalosh Shanim Ba'arbam Yoshana, 403. Okay, they went. First of all, what happened? Something changed. They used to live in the 800s, the 900s, now they live in the 300s, the 400s. And then once we get to the Avos, that's it. 175, 147. 
So, Machlokas, between the Ramam and the Ramban, fascinating Machlokas. Says the Ramban in source number six. Ba'avur, Erechai, Ela, we do a lot of Achronim, but the Ramban is the basics. We gotta, we have to, we have to, we have to, we have to focus on the Rambans as well. We have to make sure we, uh, we get the Yisodos. Because these people lived so long, the Torah highlights their lifespan. And it always tallies them up, also. They live before and after. Why they live so long? Because Adam was directly created by Hashem. He was the perfect creation. Right, God, Baruch created Adam, the perfect creation. Even after death was decreed upon Adam, he still had that nature about him. He still, he wasn't going to live forever, but he still had that perfection that God created him with. See, so he, he lived a long time. And that's why, well, skip the step. That's why all of his descendants also lived a long time. Because it came from that original perfect creation. But everyone until the Mabel also lived. After the Mabel, the entire atmosphere was affected, was changed. And that is why after the Mabel, it goes down a couple hundred years. And as the generations get more distant and more distant from Adam Arishon, that's why it gets less and less. Line 6, This is the Ramban Shita. That's the Pashib Shat. And then he quotes on line 13. I don't like what the Rambam says. What does the Rambam say? You know who lived in the 900s and the 800s? Only the people mentioned in the Torah. Nobody else in those generations lived long. Only the people mentioned in the Torah. They all lived in the Ashram. That's it. Major historical machlokas, Ramam Rabban. Were the eight, nine hundred year people only the ones mentioned in the Torah? Or was it everyone at that time period? The Yomar, the Rambam says, Ki oyachidish ha-bazeh ba-ishahu panagoso mizu umizono al-derechneis. Specifically, was that those? Says the Ramban, v'hine elo divrei ruach. Sorry, Rambam, why would you say such a thing? V'loma yi-haneis ha-zeh ba-hem v'im enam nevi'im v'lo tzadikim v'tovim la-salam neis. They weren't tzadikim. Right, Avram Avinu took all the schai from all of them. And none of them was saved. So, just a just to point out the machlok between the Ramah and the Ramban, whether everyone in those generations lived that long, or only the Yechidi Skula that were mentioned in the Torah. What's the Svar behind it? Why does the Rambam say what he says? Maybe it's just part of the Rambam's general rational mentality. And how could you say people live 800 years? Come on! So, in let's limit the Chiddush. It was only these people mentioned in the Torah for certain reasons that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had. But everybody else lived like us. Lived 70, 80, 90, 100, 120 years. The focus between the Rambam and the Ramban and the Ramban Kedarko Bakodesh is not upset or bothered by, by talking in metaphysical terms like he does many times in his arguments with the Rambam. Okay. Let's get to one final thought for tonight on this Hoshana Rabbah as we 
also look towards the post Yamim Narayim uh, world, which uh, which lays ahead ahead of us in the months uh, in the months ahead. Thought from Rev, Gada, Rev uh, Avram Shor, son of Gadai Shor, and Halakach Vahalibuf. Says the Halakach Vahalibuf. This is from Tavshin Ayin Beis. Isa b'shem Rabbi Rabbi Bunim Starts off with with Rabbi Bunim. Or maybe just to introduce, Rav Shor is going to try to give us an insight into our avoda in the month of Cheshvan, which is Habal Leina Latova after Yantif. What is our avoda in Cheshvan Kislev, Bain, Bain, Bain Chagim Tishrei? So we start thinking about Hanukkah. So he calls for Rabbi Bunim. We say every day in the morning Habocher Bishire Zimra in Yishtabach. What does that mean Habocher Bishire Zimra? So Pasha means Habocher, he, God, who chooses, Bishire Zimra in the song, like a double washon. Shire Zimra, the songs and the songs. Says Rabunim, Shire could also be read as Shire, the leftovers, the remainders. Shirayim. Shahapirashu Habocher Bishire Zimra. What does that mean? Hashem chooses and focuses on and looks at what's left over. Hainu, Mashalo Shor Bepev, and when we sing what, what we don't even what doesn't even come to be verbalized, it's the Shiari Zimra, what we're feeling, what we're thinking about during our songs, that's the Shire, the Shiari Zimra. It doesn't we, we say something, but there's so much more behind those words. Habokhe, that's what Akadish Baruch was also focusing on, not only what we say, but what we're feeling and what we're thinking. That's that's Rabbi Bunim, Shiari Zimra. Says the Lekakvahalibuf. He gives another uh, deeper shot. The simcha that every Jew, what makes us a Jew sing? What makes a Jew sing? That Kodesh Baruch Hu chooses us. We're inspired. That Kodesh Baruch Hu gave us the Torah, and we have a tachlis in life. Kodesh Baruch Hu chose us. Simcha, we are inspired, we are elevated, we raise ourselves up. But at the same time, says Rav Shor, that we are elevated and we sing and we feel close to God. Next paragraph. If we have the proper simcha, and hashkafa, as we feel close to God, at the same exact moment, we feel distant, and we feel finite, and we feel small. The more we get close to the infinite, we feel our own finitude, and we feel yiras Hashem. The more avas Hashem we feel, the more yiras Hashem we feel. As we read two days ago. Because we all feel we haven't fulfilled our jobs. The more we feel the Bechira, the chosenness, and our greatness, the more we feel the Achrayas, and what we need to give to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that makes us run away. As he quotes from the Medrash in Tanah Devei line 28, I have Yira through my Simcha at the same time. Rabbeinu Yonah writes in Brachas, I didn't give it to you. This is the only type of relationship that there could be such a, such a duality. Usually it's a, either something, a relationship is drawing me closer or making me run away. Even by a love-hate relationship, it's not at the same time. Sometimes there's love, sometimes there's hate, but it's not at the same moment. Only in Avodah Hashem can it be at the same moment being drawn in and being 
drawn away, running away. When we feel simcha, we feel close to Hashem, but at the same moment, when we feel we're close to our father, Avinu, at the same time we feel Malkeinu. We feel the king. We feel that we are, there is so more, there's so much more that we have to do. And that's why we have this balance throughout Halacha. The Gemara Brachis, which is the source of, of uh, breaking the cup, breaking a, a glass under the chuppah at the height of our simcha. We break a glass. By the Tznoim, the mothers break a plate. Why? Not only because of the Chorban, which is one of the reasons, but it's also to have this balance when we feel inspired and close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We also balance it with, you know, we also realize that we have so much more to do. Sazer of Shur, again, we're not going to read the whole thing to save time. The next column in the middle, line 20. Maybe that's Shiare Zimra. Because when we sing, when we sing and we feel close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's in one direction. But it's also the Shirayim. What comes out of that song itself, it's the closeness, but also the jumping away. And the Pachad, it's the, the running, it's the Ava, it's the Simcha. But it's also the distance that we feel and the era that we feel. That's also he's not, he's not saying this is different than Rabunin, but it's also another. That's the Shiari Zimra. It's the Zimra, it's the song that we feel positively, but then we also jump away. What's Cheshvan about? Says the Lekach Vahalibov. It's a month of Shiari Zimra. We spent a month of Zimra Takarish Baruch Hu. All the way from Elul, we could say. We've been asking Achashati Mesashem. We're gonna to stop tomorrow. Right? No more Ladavid. No more, no more extra uh, zimra. No more extra slichas. No more extra piyutim. It's just going to be, it's going to be cheshvan, mar cheshvan even. Not even going to have any yom and tovim. It's the month of focusing on the shiari zimra, taking the shirayim of all the zimra that we sung the past six weeks, all all of the zimra, the feelings that Rabbi Bunim said, the closest that we felt, and also the achrayis that comes out of that closeness that we feel. That is all what we need. What we need to feel. He even says, quotes also from Rabunim on line 31, that the Mar Cheshvan, if he switch around the, the Nekudas a little bit, could read Merachshin Sifvase. The Gemara uses that Lashin to mean that somebody's lips are still moving. Merachshin Sifvase, when somebody, after their Nifter, when somebody says a Vart, a Dvar Torah in their name, the Gemara says, Sifsosav Dovavos Bekever. Their lips are moving in the Kever, in the grave. And in Aramaic, it's Merachshin. Rachash means to move. Marachash Sifase. That's Mar Cheshvan. Our lips are still moving from what we from what we we spoke about the past five six weeks. What with the extra tefilus and the extra limud. That's what Kodesh Baruch was looking looking for us to uh, to take it with us in this month of Mar Cheshvan. Marachash Sifase. So Hashem Kodesh Baruch should give us the siyata the shmaya not to leave the chagim, not to leave the. Uh, and Hoshana Rabbah and the Roshanim Kippur in the month of Tishrei. We should take it with us in Cheshvan, in Mar Cheshvan, Roshan Sifaseh, and Kodesh Baruch Hu should be Bocher in our Shiare Zimra. But Hashem, we will continue next week, next Wednesday night, Wednesday night, back to Wednesday night, with Parshas Noach, next week, 840, 845.